Well, we sadly learned today that there were no survivors among the 132 passengers and crew on board a China Eastern Airlines flight that crashed into a rugged remote mountainside in China's southwest Guangxi province yesterday. Images captured by a security camera at a nearby mining facility seem to show the Boeing 737-800 passenger jet plummeting from the sky in a nosedive. According to flight tracker, flightradar24.com rather, it was at 29,000 feet when it went into that dive about an hour into its flight. The plane plunged to 7,400 feet before regaining a bit of altitude before diving again. Tonight, there are more questions than answers about what happened. State media and Chinese regulators gave no indication the pilot reported any trouble or other information that might shed light on the cause of the disaster. There are also reports that air traffic control noticed that sudden drop and severe drop in altitude, tried to contact them and received no reply. Well, with more joining me now is Hassan Shahadi. He's the president and CEO of the Aviation Safety Network, and he's speaking to me tonight from Virginia. Thank you so much for your time. Good to be with you, Ben. I know you you pay obviously pay a lot of attention to aviation safety. This this from an outsider's point of view, it seems like this China Eastern Airlines plane simply fell from the sky. How uncommon is that? First of all, our hearts go out to the families and loved ones that perished um, on this flight. Uh, indeed, uh, this is uh, puzzling. Uh, and perplexing. This this aircraft was cruising at 29,000 feet uh, before it began an abrupt descent. It lost 21,000 feet in about 70 seconds. Um, Now, it appeared to have uh, stopped this descent about 7,400 feet. It actually gained a little bit of altitude to um, 8,600 feet uh, and then began to, again, um, enter a steep descent. From the time of the descent to the crash, it was under two minutes. Um, so this is definitely a very uh, unique uh, 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 profile in terms of a nosedive. Uh, and um, the investigators will be looking into all aspects of this. I understand there was no reports of uh, the pilot, at least as far as we know so far, there were no reports of any troubles. Is that is that common? Well, in this case, uh, the investigators will be needing to look at the air traffic control communications, which typically happens during the route. Uh, There's routine communications between air traffic and the the crew and the pilot. So certainly um, the investigators will be listening to that to see exactly what that communication was uh, before this this, uh, situation happened. So uh, that information will be very important to see exactly what prompted this. Right. I understand the other thing I was reading earlier was that uh, it stopped transmitting, the, the flight stopped transmitting data about 96, 96 seconds after it started to fall. So there will be, I guess, a gap uh, there between in the two minutes to the 96 seconds, not long, but but is that also uncommon when a plane ends up in this sort of, sort of distress? Well, the real-time um, uh, the real-time transmission um, will stop, but uh, sometime during this, this 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 profile of a nosedive, uh, which is catastrophic. But the data recorder, the flight data recorder, is recording uh, all of the information and the voice recording as well. So those two recorders that are known as black boxes uh, are going to be crucial, vital to understanding what happened and uh, the 
uh, investigators will be are looking to locate those black boxes as soon as possible. I understand the area where this this plane crashed in in the mountains of Guangxi province, which is a rural area of China, between where it was leaving Kunming and in in Yunnan and going to Guangzhou, which is a huge city on the coast or near the coast in southern China. Uh, that this is a very difficult area to access. How does that impede, if at all, the investigation? Absolutely, this is very important. It's a very difficult ter- terrain. There's actually there are no roads. There's it's it's a steep climb, and uh, over the past twenty four hours, uh, there have been uh, uh, rescue and search crew trying to climb actually that through very rough terrain. So yes, it does impede it, and uh, certainly locating the debris uh, that's really vast in a vast area uh, will require a lot of personnel to locate those, mark those and make sure that the integrity of that, the debris is maintained. And of course, there's been reports of rain. And um, uh, and that is not going to be helpful to try to re- really preserve the as much as possible the, uh, the area of impact and the debris and the different pieces um, of the debris, because that's all critical to the investigation. If you're just joining a little more conversation, I'm speaking with Hassan Shahidi, the president and CEO of the Flight Safety Foundation, about the crash of a China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800 uh, in rural China yesterday, a plane that seemed to at least almost literally fall from the sky. Can, in terms of the survivability for, for something like the black boxes, as you were mentioning, can they survive that kind of crash, that kind of impact? Uh, these boxes, um, the flight data recorder and the voice recorder, um, are designed to withstand high impact. Um, they've been evolving over many decades, and they've been hardening in terms of their design and their uh, survivability. And so um, they're designed to withstand this type of impact. And uh, the investigators are looking uh, feverishly right now to locate those black boxes, to have access to those and make sure that they can actually read the data, uh, take it to appropriate laboratories, um, advanced laboratories that they have and be able to read the data from, from those black boxes. And in terms of that, I mean, when something like this happens, um, something that seems sudden and catastrophic, what may you be able to find out from the two the two different recordings that were taking place? The flight data recorder actually records a very important set of parameters that include all aspects, uh, critical aspects, safety aspects of the aircraft, including mechanical, engine, uh, various types of uh, information about the avionics um, and the equipment onboard aircraft. It records uh, to high degree of precision, exactly what the levers were doing inside the cockpit, um, and so that is all important data, important information that investigators really uh, can dig into and understand what happened with respect to uh, the maneuver of the aircraft and what um, equipment the aircraft, the pilots were using. Uh, the moments before and 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 uh, during the during the, uh, the the descent, 
The voice recorder is uh, also very important because uh, it records the communications between the crew, the pilot and the co-pilot. Also records the communication between air traffic control if there were any. So when you put all of this stuff together, the investigators will be able to piece exactly what happened from just before the abrupt descent, you know, all the way to where, uh, you know, the communication, all the way to impact, um, as a matter of fact. And I imagine the debris field will also provide clues. Absolutely. Um, the investigators will be looking at all aspects of this, including any possible potential type of explosive that may have been possibly even uh, associated with this. I'm speaking with Hassan Shahidi, the president and CEO of the Flight Safety Foundation about the crash of a China Eastern Airlines Boeing 737-800 in rural China yesterday. After this, the airline has grounded all its 737-800s. This comes on the heels, of course, of all the controversy surrounding Boeing 737 MAX. We'll find out what the implications could be for the company and how this investigation will take place, given it's happened in China, but with an American-built aircraft. We'll be back with that. I'm back with Hassan Shahidi, the president and CEO of the Flight Safety Foundation. We've been talking about the crash of that China Eastern Airlines 737-800 in rural China on its way from Kunming in Yunnan province to Guangzhou in Guangdong province yesterday, a plane that seemed to have quite literally fallen from the sky. Just so there's no confusion for listeners, this is not the aircraft we've been talking about over the past few years, the 737 MAX, of course, which was grounded for several months uh, in countries around the world, including in China. This is a different aircraft. What's its safety record like, the 737-800? It has an excellent safety record. It has been around uh, since the 1990s. Um, It is actually the most popular uh, aircraft around the world. There are roughly 4,200 of this series worldwide. Uh, There are more than 1,100 in China. So certainly um, uh, there's a significant fleet uh, size out there, and it has had a very good safety record. For the jurisdictions for this investigation, um, who leads and what would be uh, American authorities' involvement given the plane is a Boeing? Well, the country of the accident has the responsibility to lead the investigation. And this is following the well-established protocols of ICAO, the International Civil Aviation Organization. Uh, This organization sets the standard Uh, for investigations into accidents. And so the country of the accident will take the lead, in this case, the investigation authority in China, the CAAC will lead, but will include others, including the manufacturer, in this case, Boeing, and the uh, investigative body in the country uh, of the Uh, airplane, in this case, the U.S. National Transportation Safety Board. Uh, uh, This would be the protocol uh, that would be followed uh, by the leading agency. And even though relationships these days between China and America have been relatively strained, that won't impact, you don't think, this kind of investigation? It should not impact it. This is um, part of the protocol that exists. There are uh, countries that do work together, collaborate uh, on many uh, civil aviation issues uh, as we speak. 
um, and certainly whenever there's an accident, uh, it really impacts everybody because everybody needs to know what happened uh, because if there is an issue, it's in the best interest of everyone, including China, to know uh, really what took place. And therefore, you do need the manufacturer, in this case, Boeing, their expertise, uh, as well as the National Transportation Board expertise to help with an investigation. Yeah, as you mentioned, the 737-800 is the most popular aircraft in China as well, at least the most flown aircraft in China. Is this a problem for Boeing? Now, I mean, China, I gather China Eastern Airlines, and you can correct me, I gather China Eastern Airlines has grounded the 737-800. What are the implications for Boeing and what is essentially its largest market now, or one of its largest markets, China? Well, um, first of all, the the the, um, the grounding um, sometimes happens with uh, airlines where they want to do uh, what is known as a safety stand down, uh, take a pause and look at all of their procedures, look at all of the protocols. And so it is, it is um, rare, but it does happen. And in this case, they have grounded um, this series uh, to, really, um, uh, to really take an uh, inventory of really everything that they've been doing. Now, for everyone uh, involved, including Boeing, the most important thing is to really understand what happened on this flight and get to the bottom uh, cause of this accident. And so Boeing will be co cooperating. In fact, they have already offered their expertise and cooperation, as has the NTSB, uh, to the Chinese government uh, to say that they're ready and able to help uh, as they lead this investigation. And so the sooner the investigation starts, the sooner that the investigators find the black boxes and analyze the data and analyze all of the debris field, um, the faster we get to the answer on this and we can really then know what the future steps are in terms of mitigating uh, any, any, any issues in the future. Over time, China, at least back in the 90s, there was certainly aviation safety issues in, in the country uh, that I think people who remember back to those days might remember fairly well. But those have been rectified, right? China is now one of the safer, or at least one of the safest places to fly, I gather, given its given the safety record, how many flights there are and the safety record of them within the country. That's right. Um, uh, over the past uh, uh, 10, 20 years, uh, China has uh, really greatly improved uh, uh, aviation safety and civil aviation safety in China. Um, certainly um, going for... Um, China is the modern aircraft fleet that they have, both Airbus and Boeing and other aircraft, very modern uh, fleet. Uh, one of the, you know, it's the youngest, if you will, in the world um, because of their, certainly their growth over the past 20 years of civil aviation in, in China. And second of all, they've had excellent training of their pilots over these past two decades uh, with the collaboration and help from Airbus and Boeing. So all those things have certainly contributed to uh, a improving safety record in China. I guess then if you look at this particular incident, is this reminiscent of anything else that you've seen in the past? Well, there are incidents uh, that have accidents that have happened that um, have been perplexing. And, uh, and certainly uh, we don't want to speculate as to really the, the, the cause of this until we understand the data. But as I mentioned, it is 
uh, very unusual and, and perplexing in terms of what happened with this. But uh, we've seen situations that have been intentional, if you will, downing. And uh, we don't want to speculate there, but the investigators will be looking at all of possibilities, uh, including an intentional downing. And um, we're really trying to get the data uh, to really uh, uh, understand if, in fact, uh, that may have been the case. And of course, as you mentioned off the top, our thoughts with 132 live people who lost their lives and their families and close ones tonight. Hassan Shahidi, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.